There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Monday, January 7th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking to Motherboard Editor-in-Chief Jason Kebler about why it's probably a really good idea to delete your Facebook. As a freshman in high school in 2002, Jason made a personal website ingeniously called Jason's Site. It had a news feed, an about me page, and an email mailing list for people to receive updates. It had a section for photos, a guest book, and even a friends page that was literally just a list of all of Jason's friends. While Jason's site is definitely a relic of its time, it's important to note one thing about the website. His data wasn't monetized and Mark Zuckerberg didn't own it. So in this episode, we talk to Jason about how things like personal websites or email can replace most of what people like about Facebook. Namely, the urge to post about our lives online. So Jason, you opened your story with an amazing description of a website you made when you were a teenager in high school. Can you please tell us a little bit about your website? Yeah, so the website is called Jason's Site. I remember very clearly when I made it. I was 13, a freshman in high school. I think it was, you know, first semester, freshman year. And I had these new friends and I was like, wow, I want to tell people that I have friends or something like I'm not sure what was running through my head. And so naturally, I decided to make a website where I listed my friends. You know, I had a blog. I had a quiz about myself. I had photos of my friends and family. Uh, It was at the time I thought it was cool. And then pretty immediately after that, I thought this is very embarrassing. I'm never showing anyone this. And now that that was 16 years ago, I'm like, it wasn't so bad. It was actually kind of cool. So the site looks like it was made in 2002 because it was made in 2002. I made it in something called like Front Page and I it was hosted on GeoCities and also this website called Tripod because I wanted it in two separate places in case one went down, which was pretty like forward looking since GeoCities is down now. But yeah, it has like scrolling text at the top, a flash intro, and it's just like a relic. And I'm really glad that it still exists. So I actually updated that website like every day for three months back in freshman year. And then suddenly I stopped altogether and I never went back to it. I never posted to it. Um, I was really excited about it. And I was just kind of wondering the other day, like, why did I stop? Have you seen it? I haven't Can seen you, it. Can you? I'd love for you to open it up and just like oh give listeners okay. a reaction because most people just burst out laughing when they see it. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Jason's site. Wow. This is amazing. Join my mailing list. I'll tell you whenever my page is updated, etc. News, contests, And something 
that I can't read because the font is so unique. The font is all like super jagged and edgy. I thought <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> I think it just says dot, 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 and other stuff. It might They might just be dot, dot, dots. Yeah. But yeah, this is very 2000s. It's very thorough. Some pretty cool color schemes and and yet yeah, a very sort of jagged font like set of fonts really yeah a lot of black and red um, yeah i think i like changed fonts in mid text a lot too so yeah uh definitely a relic of the era and i stopped posting on it and i was recently thinking because there's been this like delete facebook movement like why did i stop doing that yeah and I really didn't stop. Like once I thought about it, I didn't stop. I just moved. Uh, I stopped updating Jason's site and I went to Zanga. I don't know if you remember Zanga. I don't remember Zanga, but I did have MySpace. Yeah. So I went to Zanga, which was basically like a proto live journal type thing. And then we all moved to live journal, like me and all of my friends. And we were posting every day about our lives and like the drama that was going on, like who liked who and what teachers sucked and stuff like that. And then we got MySpace and kept doing the exact same thing. And then eventually we got Facebook and nothing really ever changed. It was always the same type of stuff that we were sharing. But what I realized is that when we posted super personal things on Zanga and LiveJournal, nothing bad ever really happened to us. And that may have been because we were like insulated and weren't sharing like bad things necessarily, but... Nothing bad in the sense like Zanga never got hacked, LiveJournal never got hacked. Uh, you know, we weren't being served targeted advertisements. And now you kind of look at Facebook and there's been just like this constant stream of, you know, your data is being sold, you're being targeted by Russian hackers, you know, Facebook is getting hacked and that sort of thing. And people are like, let's get off Facebook. It's bad. But no one has really raised an alternative. Yeah. And one thing you talk about is how before Facebook, when we were on things like MySpace, even though they weren't really monetized in the same way that Facebook is. And so like our personal data wasn't being kind of misused and sold and leaked and all of that stuff. We were being socialized by those sort of precursor websites to just post anything and everything about our lives online and to feel that there were no consequences. And so then like as Facebook developed and kind of became the advertising company that it really is today, I feel like an entire generation, like our generation specifically, kind of like went into Facebook just not really thinking about what we were posting. And I think that's changed now. Like people are much more kind of aware of these sites and their power. But like, at least at the beginning of Facebook, like it was just the same. It was just an extension of MySpace. It was like... Yeah. And so I think that there's this sort of undercurrent. And I don't know if everyone feels this way or not. But I feel like as part of this delete Facebook movement, there's like, yeah, delete Facebook because Facebook is bad, but also delete Facebook because if you're on Facebook, like, you're an idiot. Like, why are you sharing all this information about yourself? Like, Facebook is for old people and cat photos and <laughs> stuff like that. And I think that that is really misguided because, like you said, anyone who grew up in the 2000s posted all the time wherever. Like, Facebook isn't when we started posting things. It's like, I was posting on my own website, then I was posting on MySpace, then I was posting on LiveJournal, like all sort of concurrently and using them for different things. And nothing bad ever happened. Like 
I never felt like that was used against me in any way. And then Facebook comes along and like you said, we keep posting as we always have. And suddenly like Mark Zuckerberg monetized it and changed the newsfeed and suddenly we're getting fed like propaganda and getting targeted by Russians and things of that nature. And all of our data is being sold and, and used against us. So it's like we weren't conditioned to fear oversharing online. And I don't necessarily think that you're stupid for oversharing online or that it's something that people shouldn't do um, as long as they sort of know what they're doing. But it feels like right now there's no place to really do that because, you know, you overshare on Facebook, suddenly you're getting weird ads and stuff like that. Yeah, no one's really posed an alternative. How does Twitter and Instagram and some of the other platforms sort of play into your analysis in your essay? Like, there's the delete Facebook movement, but, like, there's not really a delete Instagram movement and stuff. But, like, you know, that's targeted advertising, too. And And it's owned by Facebook also. So it's like, yeah, I think a lot of people are deleting Facebook, but they're still using Instagram. They're still using WhatsApp. They're still using Twitter. I think it's hard because people do want to connect and do want to share things. And there is that dopamine hit when you have like a good tweet and you get a lot of likes or a lot of retweets or you post something on Facebook and someone you haven't heard from in a while comments on it. So I do think that the era of personal websites has a lot of the things that Facebook has, but not everything. Like it was, there can be the sense that you're posting in isolation and no one's really seeing it no one's really giving you feedback on it but there are you know other blogging platforms like wordpress is a blogging platform that is open source that you can put on your own website that has comments that has like blog rings and links and things that people who grew up in the early 2000s like probably remember on Zanga, like I had a whole bunch of links to my friends pages and you could subscribe to people and add them there And yeah, I don't have any illusion that like had Zenga or MySpace done better, they wouldn't have done the same thing that Facebook did eventually. But it's not like any of us were consulted about this business model. It's just like suddenly someone figured out how to make money on it. And it turned out that it came at the expense of all of us. Right. Yeah. A monster was created. I just want to pause for a second because now that I have your website open, I am seeing some small red typeface sort of scroll across the page and it says hold on I have to wait for it to come back welcome to Jason site dot 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 take my quiz and play hot or not all caps so what is hot or not yeah so this is probably the only part of Jason's site that I regret only because now I'm 30 years old and remember when I made this I was 13 yeah, I used to talk to like my friends on AIM when I was 13 and they were like I was I had just figured out how to have like voting on a website and so I was talking to one of my friends and they're like what should we do what like should you do with this and I think there was a website at that time called hotornot.com I think and they're like, why don't we just do that? But with people we know. Oh my and God. so I put it on there and I, you know, <laughs> uploaded photos of people and you like could vote oh hot or God, not, which Jason, is very bad. That is horrible. Uh, except it was like equal opportunity. Like it was like <laughs> half men, half women, well, boys and girls actually, which is bad. I mean, these are like teens. Yeah, children. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually had this weird legal disclaimer on there, which... I just made up thinking I was a lawyer or something. And I was like, you you have to send me your photo to be included. 
and you can only send it to me if you're over the age of 13. And if you send it to me, I have permission to post it on my site, which I don't think that well, 13 is such an legal. Yeah, it doesn't really age. pass legal muster. I think I was like, you have to be older than I am. Like, <laughs> then it's fine. Um, to be clear, everyone is just like wearing hoodies and standing in the mall and stuff like that. Oh it's my like, God. It really is innocent. like you kind of were the original Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So I wasn't. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg invented Face Mash before Facebook. If you saw the social network, you might know that. Um, and that was essentially like a hot or not for Harvard University. And, you know, this has like a friends list. It has a news feed. I think I even call it a news feed on the site. So, yeah, it's pretty forward thinking. <laughs> um, instead so. of going into uh, site development, I decided to go into journalism and struggled there for a long time. So I don't know if I made the right decision, but... I think you're doing all right. So take us to the moment when Facebook kind of appeared on the scene for you. You wrote about like all your friends gathering around a computer in the school library. So what made you guys switch from those other sites to Facebook? Yeah, this is something that I remember like very clearly. And I don't know why, because I don't remember a lot from my senior year of high school, just in terms of like individual days. But I had uh, Miss Brosnan's genetics class, sixth period, and she must not have been there that day or something. But in the back of the classroom, there were like four or five computers and like no one had a smartphone at the time. They didn't even exist. But someone checked their email somehow. Wouldn't that be crazy if someone did have a smartphone? (laughs) (laughs) So like sidekicks existed. Maybe that's why like Blackberries and sidekicks existed. So maybe someone like one of the rich kids had a Blackberry (laughs) and like they got an email from the University of Maryland that kind of like a lot of kids in my class were going to. And they got an email from them saying like, hey, you have a University of Maryland email address now. So it was like at umd.edu. And this was a couple months before Facebook was available to everyone. Uh, So for the first few years of Facebook, you had to be in college to have a Facebook and so once we had the, that .edu email address, we were able to like make a Facebook. And that was just like a huge rite of passage for us. Honestly, I didn't really know what Facebook was at that time. But, you know, one of the kids had an older brother or like someone who graduated the year before. And they're like, you got to get on Facebook. Like, this is where all the college kids are at. Like, it's just like MySpace, but for adults, like cool college kids. And so, yeah, we sat in the back of the class and logged into like made Facebook accounts one after the other and then friended each other and sort of looking back like that was a very important moment for a lot of us because you know everyone is still on Facebook that I know of in that class we're all still friends on Facebook and all of our data has been monetized by this company that we didn't think twice about joining like we just all did it because everyone was doing it And yeah, I think the reason we did it was because like a popular kid said, hey, people are on Facebook. Let's do it. I so remember it having like this older target audience or like that's what we thought. So like MySpace was for younger kids or like high schoolers and Facebook was for college kids. But I didn't remember that you needed a college email address. I forgot that. Yeah. So this was 2006 was when I graduated and I think at the end of 2006, I just looked this up this week for this article, they made it available to everyone. So 
it was only like a couple months before that. And I think Facebook had been around for like two or three years, maybe. Do you uh, like remember MySpace though? Like, because MySpace was pretty crazy with like the music and yeah. like the crazy backgrounds and stuff. I really have only this like blurry visual memory of MySpace. Like I just remember kind of like colors and like the kind of aesthetic of the interface. And I remember using it for music, but I really don't remember anything else. Yeah, I remember MySpace top eight was a big thing. Like who is in your top eight? Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's like all coming back <laughs> to me. Wow. It's like, I really did not remember this. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like as people have started to realize what Facebook does with your data, they've stopped posting as much. Yeah. And I don't think that it's because they don't feel like posting somewhere online about their lives. I think it's because they're consciously not sharing which is interesting because for 15 years we had been updating, you know, LiveJournal, Zanga, MySpace, and Facebook like every day. And I guess a lot of that's moved to Snapchat and to Instagram and Instagram stories, but it's kind of fractured a little bit. Like yeah. some people aren't on all of those. And I don't know. It's like obviously people grow and change, but I do miss the days of like, you can just kind of post stuff online and people will respond to it and they won't be jerks and it won't be sold somewhere. Right, yeah. Um, it's become not just like monetized in a scary way, but also just like a pretty toxic space. I am one of those people who's pretty much stopped using Facebook. I rarely post anything, but the one thing I get from it still is events. So I feel like if there's an app or some kind of way to like share and learn about like music events and shows and that kind of thing, then I will swiftly exit Facebook happily with a smile on my face. Bye bye. But that's the only thing I use it for, really. So I don't know. What should we be using email? Like, what's the takeaway here? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because if a friend invites people to their party on Facebook and you're not on Facebook, then maybe you don't get invited and like if they're not a super close friend, they might not think to email or text you or something like that. Facebook, like, don't get me wrong, it's had a major impact in the way that we live our lives. And for many people, that's very positive. Like there's a lot of charities that have raised money on there. There's a lot of people who've gotten back in touch with, you know, people they haven't talked to for years. I think it has connected the world in some way, shape or form. But before Facebook, we did use email, we did use Messenger, People did have their own sites and blogs and stuff like that. And then also there was like forums and you could go like if you were interested in rescue dogs or something, you could go to the rescue dog forum. You didn't have to go to like the rescue dog Facebook page. And those forums have just as much, if not more functionality than Facebook. I mean, some of those sites still exist, but that's not the world that we live in anymore where it's like, yeah, you can go to Facebook and you get all of your stuff. I think the ideal I was sort of just talking about is like, there wasn't really a reason why everyone stopped having their own site or their own blog. It's just everyone kind of moved to Facebook and we all did it at the same time, more or less. And now we feel very beholden to Facebook. And we could just make our own websites again. We could, like I could go back I wouldn't do this because Jason's <laughs> site is a treasure and a relic and I will never change it. But I could go back and I could update that site 
and I could post pictures of my dog and I could, you know, talk about my vacation and stuff, I would get much the same feeling that I get from Facebook, I think. I think I probably will make my own website where I'm just like, hey, doing this today, you know, like just the sort of bland stuff that people put on Facebook. Because if I have it on my own website, it's mine. I own it. I'm not going to serve ads to myself based on what's on <laughs> my like site. And like I, I found last year that I was posting a lot on Instagram and I did feel good about it because I was like, I looked back and I was like, oh, I did this this year and this and this and this. And then this year I didn't really post on Instagram much because I was like, I don't want to give all these photos to Mark Zuckerberg. And now I look back and I'm like, I don't know what I did this year. So I need to put it somewhere and I don't want to have like a regular journal. So I'll probably make a website. Jason's site 2.0. Yeah, could do. What's the response been to this article? It's actually been like very overwhelmingly positive in a way that my takes often aren't. Um, I've gotten a lot of emails from people being like, oh, I remember having a website. I'm going to make a website again. Or like, hey, that's a great idea. But I mean, a lot of people have also said people use Facebook in a way that we didn't use websites. Like you can have privacy settings on Facebook. If you're posting on a website, someone can just come to it and read it a stranger, you know. So there is like a privacy aspect to Facebook that's a very like human privacy aspect that we don't necessarily have on websites unless you know how to like set up a password and stuff like that. But other people have said, I learned like my friend was sick on Facebook or I learned about a party on Facebook, like I could never leave it. And I think that's fair because there is like this network effect of, you know, you need to have people like if that's people's default mode of Uh, communication then you're kind of out of luck but there is you know there's email like if you aren't checking up on your friend very often and you learn they're sick like maybe you weren't that close (laughs) anymore or something you know it's like yeah it's like we hung out with people before Facebook like people saw each other they went to parties still they hosted dinner parties people went and heard music like all of these things happened before Facebook you reach out to your friend and you learn that they're sick so I think it just takes a little more effort and time which not a lot of us have these days so I don't know I still have a Facebook I check it I don't really update it I barely updated it the whole year I don't think but I've really been wanting to delete it I think the reason that I still have it is mostly for work just to check in on like sources and stuff like that but friend wise I mostly chat them text them email them and I don't really check Facebook and when I do all my notifications are for stuff that has nothing to do with me yeah so I guess the takeaway is that you were a baby genius and (laughs) saw the future (laughs) um, and you know hashtag delete Facebook yeah someone got very mad at me actually one of the emails like you think you invented facebook you think you invented the website oh i was like no i don't think that i know like, that you website should look existed. at jason's site before yeah. you say that yeah it's like not very professional site <laughs> <laughs> but the thoughts are there the thoughts are there well good job you can read jason's full piece at vice.com that's it for now thanks so much for listening And tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.